Welcome to Do This, Not That, the podcast for marketers. You'll walk away from each episode with actionable tips you can test immediately. You'll hear from the best minds in marketing who will share tactics, quick wins, and pitfalls to avoid. We'll also dig into life, pop culture, and the chaos that is our everyday. I'm Jay Schwedelson. Let's do this, not that. Here we are. Do This Not That is back for another episode. And this one's important. Today, we're going to talk about repurposing content. You know, marketers struggle. They struggle with two things. They struggle with uh, developing content, creating content, and be like, oh, no, the well is dry. I have no more content to put out there. My company has no more content to put out there. We've used everything that we've got. Or they think that they are being repetitive. Oh, we can't put that back out there. We just used that. We're going to seem like we have nothing to say. Now, all of that is horrible. All of that is horrible. Let's first come reach a conclusion here. You do not need to be an idea engine. You're not Google. Your company's not all the information in the universe that could just keep spitting out great new ideas and great new content, great new information. And you don't need to be. This is what you have to think about when you're thinking about content. I don't care if it's for you as your own personal brand or if it's for your company. Think about it this way. And then we're going to get into exactly how you repurpose the content. You need basically five to 10 ideas. That's it for the rest of your life. You need five to 10 ideas, whatever they are in the industry that you're in, you need five to 10 topics and ideas, and you can go deep on any one of these ideas. Okay. That's all that you need. You don't need 30. You need five to 10. And then you want to make sure that these ideas, these things, these topics they're resonating with the population that you are marketing to and that you are uh, promoting to. And once you know they're resonating, you just ride those. You ride those for the rest of your career. And the reason you don't need more than that is nobody's expecting anybody to or any company to be an authority figure on more than that. It's ridiculous. And you need to be known for something. You can't be known for everything. When you're known for everything, you're known for nothing. So go with these five to 10 ideas. Now, Let's talk for a second about posting things on social media, right? You go ahead and you post something on LinkedIn and you know what? Great news. People interact with it. You get likes, you get comments, people are sharing it. And this was your best post. You're like, oh my goodness, we finally have a post that people liked. And then what do we all do? We look at that post and say, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that again. How do I do that again? How do I make another post where everybody likes it and whatever? And you think that that post that you just did is dead to you forever because you can't do it again because everybody saw it. Well, here's the secret. Anytime you put anything on LinkedIn, I don't care how many people like it, comment, share it, whatever. It goes to about 10 to 15% of your network. That's it. That's it. And even the people within your network that quote unquote saw it, They didn't see it. They don't care. They don't care. Nobody cares about anything. But what I'm trying to tell you is I like to operate on a 60-day cycle. And it works for me. It works for all of the clients that I work on. And that is we look at all of the posts 
over a six-day period would have done the best, what topics have resonated the most, what has gotten the most engagement, so on, which ones are the boat anchors that stink and whatever. And we take the ones that are the best. And then every 60 days, what do we do? We go back to those posts and we will say the things that did really well. We'll say it slightly differently. We'll say it a slight different way. We'll change the images slightly. We'll change the write-up of when we post it slightly. But we know, okay, we know that that piece of content resonated, will do well. And we'll go ahead and post again every 60 days. Boom, 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 boom. And we're building up our network. We're building up engagement. We're meeting new people. And so the idea, first off, that that once you post something that does well, it's dead to you forever is ridiculous. You need to be excited and know that, wow, now I have something in my arsenal I can use again and again and again. Now, putting that aside, let's talk about how we can really get more out of the effort that we're putting in to create this content. Newsletters are a funny thing to me. The energy put in to create an email newsletter is out of control. There is so much time, energy, and focus to creating email newsletters. It's ridiculous. And what do we do? We send it out. And then that email newsletter goes into the the end of the universe. We never think about it again. And we stress out about creating the next email newsletter. And that's what we do as marketers. Terrible. Here's what we should do. And this is like the greatest secret sauce of marketing right now. And you got to try this. I want you to take your email newsletter. I want you to take copy. I want you to take all the words from it. And then I want you to go to ChatGPT. If you don't know how to use ChatGPT, it's very easy. Go to Google, type in ChatGPT. It's free. You go to ChatGPT. And then you're going to copy and paste your newsletter copy that you just sent out. And then you're going to say to ChatGPT, please rewrite this newsletter and turn it into a blog post that is less than 500 words, a a LinkedIn post that is less than 50 words, a promotional email that is less than 150 words, a post on threads that is less than 50 words, a webinar script that is less than 500 words. You give it exactly all the different marketing channels that you want to promote something on, business or consumer, doesn't matter, and you give ChatGPT very specific instructions on a word count, and you copy and paste your newsletter in there, and it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind what you get back because it will literally take your content and it will repurpose it. And you will now have a content strategy that takes five seconds to create. And now that newsletter that was going to be the end of you, okay, is actually the thing that's going to fuel your content on every other marketing channel for the next 30 days. And by the way, there's a way to reverse that too. Let's say you can't even write a newsletter because that's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. But let's say you did a LinkedIn post that had 100 words in it. Let's say you did a post on Instagram. doesn't matter what the topic is. And it's only like three or four sentences. Take those three or four sentences from your social media post. Reverse it. Put it in the chat GPT and say, turn this, these three sentences into a newsletter that's less than 500 words, a blog post that's less than 700 words. You can take short form content and ask ChatGPT to turn into long form. Now, the output of what ChatGPT gives you is not like, okay, great, I'm gonna copy it, I'm gonna paste it, and now I could be uh, useless and just be a go-between. No, you gotta take what it gives you, you gotta edit it down, erase a few things, you know, tweak a few things, 
But this idea of taking content that takes energy to make and repurposing it instantly is a fantastic use of ChatGPT. And also this idea that uh, winning content has to be archived forever is a fail. It's a fail. All right. So now we get into this portion of the podcast called Since You Didn't Ask. And this is where we talk about ridiculousness. Things have nothing to do with business or marketing. And I don't even know how I started doing this segment, but I do. And it's always ridiculous. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, I'm going to give you some movie reviews. You didn't ask. There's no chance you watch the movies that I watch, but I'm going to give you some movie reviews because you know what? I just watched some movies. Why not? All right. First off, I finally got around to watching the movie Flash, The Flash. I do watch all the superhero movies. I could do a five-hour episode on all the superhero movies. They've been epically bad the last few years. Marvel has gone into like basically putting out horrible stuff. DC, oh my, I thought what was going to happen with The Flash was that it was going to be awesome, that it was going to be great. It was so bad. I almost had to turn it off, but I had to see where it was all headed. It was horrible. And I don't want to get into details in case you haven't seen it, but it was one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. And what they need to do, I know they're going to do a total reboot on the DC universe, but they need to make movies more like the Batman or Joker that are a little bit kind of a little scarier and stuff, because what they're doing right now is just garbage. That's the flash. Two thumbs down. I watched this movie called, I'm going to be totally shredded on this, To All the Boys I Loved Before. This is like a high school love story movie where they've come out with like a couple sequels and a TV show that is about this girl writing love letters and the guys are finding them. And I have teenage kids, so I feel like it's okay that I watch this, even though they didn't watch with me. But I feel like me and my wife watch all this garbage together. But I feel like I have a past because I have teenage kids be very awkward when they're like in their 20s and then I'm still watching these ridiculous movies but it's really good to all the boys I've loved before is a really good movie on Netflix I'm embarrassed to say it was so good the sequels which I all of course also watched and the TV show were eh but to all the boys I loved before two thumbs up two thumbs up there you go now the last movie I have a real problem with I have come to the conclusion that documentaries about food disrupt my life. So my wife's like, we're sitting on the couch. She goes, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't know. She goes, I really want to see this new documentary called Poisoned. And it's about the truth about the food that we're eating. And I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, okay, I'll watch, whatever, whatever, whatever. And this documentary, which came out on Netflix recently, they go into crazy detail about like the basic food that we're eating, like chicken and, and romaine lettuce and how like we're being contaminated. And I'm like, well, this is disgusting. But I finished watching the movie. I'm like, well, that thing was annoying to watch. And my wife finishes. She's like, we can't eat any of that. It's over. No more any of those foods. Like they said, the worst thing you could eat is cantaloupe because you cut the cantaloupe with a knife and it's dirty from the outside. And she goes, we can't eat cantaloupe. I'm like, what? What happened? I like cantaloupe. And the problem with the food movies, and my wife's super normal, like she gets it, you know, and all that. And by the way, it was very compelling to not eat these foods again, because it's like gross when you're watching it. But it, it disrupts my universe because then all of a sudden I watch the movie and I'm like, oh my God, I I go to eat a Caesar salad with romaine lettuce and I want to throw up, I want to throw up, but I eat it anyway, because I'm a farm animal. But that's, 
not here nor there. So I'm going to try to avoid food documentaries, not because I don't want to learn, but because I don't want to know, because if I know, then I have to change what I'm doing. So there you go. All right. So what did we learn today? I have no idea. We learned about repurposing content. We learned about cantaloupes and we learned about the flash. Thanks for checking out this episode of Do This Not Die. You did it. You made it to the end. Nice. But the party's not over. Subscribe to make sure you get the latest episode each week for more actionable tips and a little chaos from today's top marketers. And hook us up with a five-star review if this wasn't the worst podcast of all time. Lastly, if you want access to the best virtual marketing events that are also 100% free, visit guruevents.com so you can hear from the world's top marketers like Damon John, Martha Stewart, and me. Guruevents.com. Check it out.